Brewers against left-handed pitchers. Um, that's not struggling. They just suck. Okay, like, that, they're just terrible. That's that's that that is what they are. So what you can't say to Trudeau on air, we will church it up a little bit and say the Brewers just absolutely suck against left-handed pitchers. Correct. Like it's at some terrible. point, you would think that they could hit something. Last night, the guy had an eight point eight eight point oh eight ERA coming into the game. You know what? I actually had some takeaway from social media and Twitter was I did see a little faction of people talking about how maybe Julio Tehran um, didn't deserve to be in the rotation. Huh? <laughs> yeah. The, he had set, he said seven starts. That was like his only bad one. I, I know. What? They said maybe the, the Julio Tehran experiment is coming to an end. He's had one bad start, and it happened yesterday. What? Um, okay. You, you didn't look at the offense that couldn't muster basically anything? This They had two runs that came in the eighth inning. It was a single from uh, Brian Anderson who scored Yelly and Contreras. Like that, I know. That's why I that just, was it from the Brewers' offense. It's not like it's everyone, but you see some of these, and then people will agree with them. Oh, and yeah. it's like... Okay, so you're talking about a guy that hadn't pitched in the big leagues for two years. He comes in and, and gives you a pretty good arm to rely on for about a month, and then he has one bad start where the offense doesn't hardly give him any run support, and, and that's your take is that that guy might lose his spot in the rotation? Oh, okay. Oh, 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 oh. gave up all seven runs in, the, in five and two-thirds innings of work. That's as many runs as he's allowed in his first six starts, spanning 35 and two-third innings for the Brewers. And he was signed May 25th when he was released by the San Diego Padres. Um, yeah, that, that's why you look at social media. Some people are so plugged into social media, i.e. the Matrix, uh, that they can't help themselves, Rowdy. Like, you know, I love our guy Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show. I think that guy might kill himself if he didn't have a, a Twitter account. Uh, ben Kenny, who used to be here. I think Ben Kenny, th- this is the funniest thing about Twitter. Remember when Grant was on a while back and he's like, oh, since Elon Musk took over Twitter, I've seen things that I've never seen before. Uh, like, this place is terrible. And then Ben Kenny's like, Elon Musk is the scrounge of the uh, humanity. He's turning Twitter into a cesspool. Yet, what do they continue to do, Rowdy? Well, one, they can't come up with a reason for why they feel that way. But two, they still use it. And they use it at nauseating levels. And like, it continues to just, it's literally a, a part of them now. Like, it's like, you know, how, it's like a part of their hand. It is growing into their body. Twitter is the most hilarious and funniest place. But people got to rem- remind yourself sometimes, Twitter is not real life. In fact, in real life, Rowdy, you would say Julio Tehran is what? Has pitched pretty well for the Milwaukee Brewers outside of last night's start. And Twitter would tell you last night that Julio Tehran should be what again? There were factions of people on Twitter <laughs> saying maybe he should lose his spot in the rotation. Again, Twitter is not real life, my friends. It's a made-up fantasy land that uh, really, really doesn't affect life at all. Uh, if, if you put your phone down and just... Well, I know we don't want to walk outside right now because of the wildfires. But if you just put your phone down and go touch some grass, life truly does get better. It is kind of funny, though, because those I'm pretty sure the same faction that would have said that about Tehran would also have said that, uh, you know, Corbin Burns 
which we've seen Corbin Burns get lit up for six, seven runs this yeah. year. Oh, yeah. They would never question whether Corbin Burns should lose a spot in the rotation. He just needs to pitch better, and then they'll come up with some reason, like the the off season fighting between him and the organization, or yeah, the him not and... him not wanting to be there, yeah. as being the reason. Not that uh, you know, maybe he should just lose a spot in the rotation. Yeah, uh, Adam McKelvey tweeted this out for the first time in 2023. Julio Tehran has surrendered more than two runs in a major league start. I mean, you can't ask for much more than that, especially for a guy that hadn't pitched in the big leagues for two years, a guy you took off the scrap heap, and, and an arm that you needed while pretty much almost every other starter had been hurt. Right, if I were to tell you that he was a starting pitcher, he had, coming into the night, he had six starts under his belt, and he had never surrendered more than two runs in those six starts. Wouldn't you say, like, damn, that guy sounds like kind of an ace. Like, that guy's pretty damn good. Well, I'd say, man, that guy sounds like he's having a pretty good season. <laughs> Same thing with uh, if you would have told me uh, Colin Ray would have been your third <laughs> third most consistent starter. I mean. If Colin Ray's got a better win and loss record than Justin Verlander. You'd be like, oh. Yeah, okay. Colin Ray has, you know, the third most innings, the third most starts, and the Brewers are in first place. And Julio Tehran, yeah, by the way, he's going to pitch for a month in uh, a Brewers uniform and only have one bad start, and the Brewers are going to be in first place. I'm probably just questioning what the hell is going on and why are these guys pitching and how are the Brewers still in first and what happened to the Cardinals? (laughs) Yeah, And BTW. What the hell happened to the Cardinals? Uh, another little tweet here from Adam McKelvey. Julio Tron, you know, obviously getting knocked around. After a 7 and nothing, after Big Dan Vogelback knocked a homer. <laughs> I'm already shaking his head. Uh, that was the the only other time that Julio Tron served up four homers in a game. Take, take a stab out in the dark. What year that Julio Tron served up four homers in a game? 2017. Oof, 2015 against the Blue Jays. Was the last time, good guess though, was the last time Julio Tehran served up four dingers in a game? Well, I know it couldn't have been 2022 or 2021. No, <laughs> no not at all. Uh, Julio Tehran, though, his first six starts, 35 and one third innings, six earned runs, three home runs in his first six starts. Six earned runs, three dingers. Unfortunately, last night, you're afforded a blow up every once in a while, seven earned runs, four home runs. And of course, one of those having to come from old friend. Big fat Dan the Man Vogelback, who is less fat this year, by the way. I think. I, I just he think. Dropped, I think he dropped. What did he drop? Like forty pounds? I just think overall, when you look at this Brewers Mets series, four game series, Monday through Thursday, I think most people would have thought, just blindly looking at how everyone had been pitching, that you know what, Mets take game one, Brewers would hopefully take game two. Well, it's flip flopped. Yes. Colin Ray, Colin Ray found a way to to outpitch Justin Verlander, <laughs> and Julio Tehran. They finally got to him, but uh, yeah, you you're gonna afford to have a, a blow up start it here happens. and there, especially for a guy that you're not expecting Julio Tehran to be an ace. He's supposed to be a guy that at best would be like a end of the rotation fifth starter. Yeah. I think the bigger part is the fact that David Peterson had been hit around by everybody, and David Peterson owned an ERA over eight going into this game, and I get that he's left-handed, but still, had an ERA over eight heading into this game. 
these these have been his last. By the way, he lowered his ERA to seven now. Yeah, he he lowered it over one full run <laughs> because the Brewers. <laughs> He barely had a whip over one against the Brewers last night. Here are some of his games prior. The Washington Nationals, they don't have a great offense. Five innings, six earned runs. The Cincinnati Reds, we know that their offense has been firing on all cylinders, but that was in June. His last start against the Reds was in May. Three and a third, four earned. Atlanta, good offense. Five innings, four earned. San Francisco, five innings, seven earned. The Dodgers, six innings, six earned. The Padres, probably his best start of the year, either a Padres or Miami game. Five and two-thirds, two earned. Uh, Against the Marlins, five innings, one earned. Against the Brewers earlier this year, four innings, five earned. Pretty much everyone has touched this fool up, except for the Brewers couldn't do it last night. No. And I know you took him in the razor's edge for the first five. Um I remember saying, man, Rowdy, you're going against the lefty. You're like, dude, the guy's, the guy's ERA is 8.08. He's not any good. And what the Brewers do up there? They look, ter- they look terrible. They look terrible. They made the guy look good. I mean, Jesus. He had a, ERA of 8.08. Um, I just... And, oh, by the way, the Reds won again, too, so the Brewers are now a half game back, right? So you look at this this dance going on. They beat the Orioles 3-1. to The Reds did. There's a dance going oh, on right now. This? In the how about this? The Brewers lose 7-2. to Okay, we talked about game one with Colin Ray uh, out-dueling Justin Verlander. So what happened in game one? The Brewers put a ton of guys on base, especially at the beginning of the game, and they could not hit with runners in scoring position. They couldn't come up with any big hits. Mm-hmm. If we go and check the, the stats and the box score from last night, the Brewers scored just two runs. Comes on a one swing. Yeah, it comes on one hit. The Brewers finished the night one for eight with runners in scoring position, and they left nine on base. Uh, and the year or the game previous, they left eleven. Yeah, they, I mean, they're not getting hits when they are putting guys on. I mean, this this Milwaukee Brewers offense has just been pitiful for basically the entire year outside of the first three weeks. Do you think it's ever going to change? I would say yes, because (laughs) some of these guys can't play as bad as they've played, but then I would say, well, tell me why it wouldn't. Well, so I'm saying like what make, what Brewer fans give you hope out there that this offense can turn it around. Uh, They're they're not going to be buying. I'll tell you that. Are they going to buy anyone, Rowdy? Are they going to buy some hitter coming up here? Tyler O'Neill has been linked to the Brewers. you believe it? I don't know. <laughs> no. I would say probably not because where the Brewers are strong in the minor league system is in the outfield, and he plays outfield. Yeah. He also plays for the St. Louis Cardinals, so that makes it even more complicated being interdivision. Mm-hmm. But that that was like the first uh, legitimate name that I've seen potentially linked to the Milwaukee Brewers because you know we're starting to get close to July and that's uh, that is trade rumor oh, month. Rowdy, it's funny you say that. I just clicked on a trade MLB trade rumors and one of the first things I read: Brewers should look to add at first base this summer. How about this? Speaking of a guy who uh, was thrown at first base for a little bit. Why don't you just bring up Keston here already? 
Yeah, he's just coming back from that knee injury. He's, I think he's been back for maybe about a week. I'd have to yeah, go check I, that I think, up. I think last week we were talking about Hero being back for a week and a half. What, I mean, what, what is it going to hurt at this point? Nothing. Well, here, here's what will happen. They'll probably bring up Keston Hira and then only bat him against lefties like they did last year. And what was Keston Hira's biggest bugaboo, which is the same bugaboo that is uh, you know, with the, uh, the Brewers right now. They can't hit lefties. What? I think he had corrected that so far this year in uh, minor league baseball because he was always a bit of a reverse splits guy. And by reverse splits, uh, if he's a right-handed hitter, he would always be uh, slightly better against right-handed pitching. Normally, you'd think that would be opposite. Um, But, yeah, I think he had corrected that a little bit so far this year in AAA because it was never as – it was – a thing, but it was never as pronounced as the last, especially last year when he just was awful. Well, what's Jesse Winker even doing for this team? Not a ton. What? Not a ton. His war, I just looked it up, his war this year wins above replacement is minus .8. That's not good. Well, why can't we just get Kira up? Well, I don't know. Right. Yeah, that would be a guy that um, you could probably DFA. Yeah. Or send down to AAA, and I don't know how many big league teams would honestly be interested. He stinks, like, especially because you got to remember he's carrying a a salary hit of eight and a half million because it, it allowed them to save a little bit of money on the Colton Wong deal. By the way, Colton Wong's been really, really bad too. Who'd rather have Wong or Winker right now? I think it, I think that trade's been a wash. Both guys are washed. <laughs> I think it saved the Brewers like a million and a half bucks. Oh, my God. But, yeah, at this point, um, if you DFA'd Winker and, and outrighted him to AAA, I don't think many uh, teams would be looking to add him. How about, how about that? You, you, you do that to Winker, then you bring up Keston Hero. I mean, am, am, is that a good managerial move, Rowdy, if I were to do that? Well, manager? the thing with Jesse Winker is he doesn't play a ton of outfield anymore, and he's was limited in the outfield in general. Uh, Keston Hira, now he might not have the strongest arm due to the elbow. I yeah, would. Got, they got Christian Yelich out there with the I, I would arm. say this. I don't think he could hit much worse. I mean, remember when we were talking about Jesse Winker the other day and it was like, oh, he had his first home run of the season. Yeah, like, that was like, was that last week? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too long ago. He's batting 194. Yeah, Keston Hira has been back since June 16th. He's batting 194. Uh, Jesse Winker. What's Hira batting? Over 300 in the minors? So in April, Keston Hira hit 325 with nine home runs and 24 RBIs. Uh, in the month of May, he played 12 days in the month of May. He was batting 331. He, let's see, had three home runs and nine RBIs. And then so far in June, which has only been since June 16th, he's batting 400 with uh, no home runs. My man. But, yes, for the year, Keston Hira has 146 at-bats in AAA. He has 46 hits, which is, equates to a 315 batting average, 13 home runs, 37 RBIs. Hey, our guy BJ, Brad. OPS over 1,000. Damn. Our guy Brad on Twitch here. Uh, Rowdy and I still working on to get you something nice, Brad. You don't want those. Uh, you don't, you don't want those nice fancy oils, Rowdy. Uh, he said Kess is hitting over three hundred in minors. Why the f is he not up? It's a great question. All right, bring us home, line four. Evil and Rowdy. Oh, D W. What's up, brother? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, good times on Saturday. Nice to put 
a face to the voice. What a handsome individual you are, DW. Well done. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, why doesn't the Brewers, every time they strike out, make, uh, make a strikeout against a left-handed pitcher, or even even if they swing and miss against a left-handed pitcher, drop and give me ten push-ups. Yes, major league. So yes. That that way. When they do connect, they'll have some arms and some power behind it that they might hit a dinger once in a while. I am 110% behind that, DW. You know what? I'm so sick of these swing and miss guys. I mean, Rowdy Tawaz, he's an okay first baseman, but he's been on a home run drought for like a month and a half. And then you got Winkler, or whatever, Winkler, his big DH, big signing of the year. I mean, he's hitting below the Mendoza line, I think. Yep. I mean, why don't you bring, when you get Selfrelich healthy or, I mean. Selfrelich, uh, D.W., has been playing. He's been back since June 19th, yeah. but then he did have a little okay. bit of a scare where he followed a, a ball off his kneecap, yeah. kind of like what Yelich did, but yeah. no no injury, just a little bit of a ding. But uh, he has what been if, back you know, since even, June 9th. Even bring back Aguera. I mean, he's ripping it up in AAA, but, you know, you're going to save money yeah. by letting Winker go. And, I don't know, I'm just so – you're hitting a hot topic topic here. I mean, they're wasting their, they're wasting their pitching staff. Yep. And, DW, you know, put the nail on the head, dude. Drop and give them 10 push-ups immediately. They can't go back to the dugout until they do 10 push-ups, even in the game. I mean, even Willie, Willie Adonis, I mean, great fielding shortstop. I love him, but he's starting to hit the ball finally. But he's like, you know, if you see a slider coming at you, you're going to see a little red dot coming in. If it's on the outside corner, when it's coming in, it means it's going to be off the place. It's going to be a ball. Don't freaking swing the bat. <laughs> DW, they have two hitting coaches. They need three. You need to get your ass over to Milwaukee and go start working for them. Hey, you know what? I'd probably work for free Tito's. DW, that might be a little too rich for Mark Ananasio's blood. Will you do Fleischman's? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> hey, DW, awesome times on oh, Saturday, man. man. That was a blast. I hope hey, you guys had a good time. Hey, we had a blast. If RJ's listening, man, I tell you what, brother, you're a one class guy. <laughs> oh. All you guys are. Hey, you are too, DW. Um, and I want to I wanna send out the shout out to BJ. It was great talking to him and meeting him on Saturday. Yeah, he's listening right now, too. Yeah. DW, you're the man. You're the man of the people, DW. Awesome stuff. All right. See you, guys. See you, brother. Dude. Uh, there, DW's there at the Edgerton Town Country Club on Saturday. He is a hoot. He's so, the man. speaking of Willie Adamas and, you know, how he kind of fell off this year. So, in the month of April when the Brewers were winning, mm-hmm. Willie Adamas is kind of like a 255-ish career hitter. Like, pretty decent, especially when you add in that he's a plus glove and a, a plus arm. Since April, where he was hitting 237, which, you know, it's April, it's the first month, 237, 255, you know, there's some wiggle room there. In May, he hit 165, and so far in June, he's hitting 200 flat. 
That's just that's pitiful. It is. And then I know DW mentioned Rowdy Telez, and Rowdy Telez at at one point was having a pretty pretty good season and was hot and clubbing home runs. I feel like we haven't seen a Rowdy Telez home run in a while. When's the last but, one? But if you just go right through it, in April, Rowdy Telez was hitting two fifty six. That's pretty solid for Rowdy Telez. Yeah. You're not looking for much more. The month of May, he hit 240. Not too bad. No. We're right where we want Rowdy, Rowdy Telez. Rowdy in June, 167. Jesus. I mean, you can do that with almost all those guys. Like, I could bring up Brian Anderson. Same thing. You know what? They had pretty solid Aprils, and they've just been fading ever since. And clearly, look at the team and how it's played. In April, they were playing really well. They were in first place. Now, I know they're going back and forth, but they've kind of been uh, reeling a little bit. So, Well, they're reeling. Uh, Anderson's a pretty funny one, too, because uh, remember Anderson was so hot? <sighs> Mr. Anderson. Finished batting April 250. The month of May, 220. The month of June, 173. Normally, especially being a cold climate team. Doesn't, doesn't I, get better as a... I, I know they play in a dome, but as a, a cold climate weather team... Normally, April and May, it's a little harder because the weather's oh. not as good. The ball doesn't fly as well. For some reason, the Brewers are going in reverse. June, July, August, those are your dog days of summer. We really put up the stats. Brewers aren't so far in June. Uh, all right, we got a lot to talk about today. We haven't hit the first commercial break. Uh, so, RJ, um, or did you not want me to share this on here? What's going on this weekend? No, remember? Cause we oh, yeah. See how well, I wanted to bitch about the weather. but oh, You can still do that. <laughs> Just don't say it out loud. Okay, you can, yeah. You can, you can. The Brewers are going to Pittsburgh this yeah, weekend. Get a roof! And get a roof! Friday, 40% chance of rain, but it seems like just the afternoon. Which is fine. That's fine. Saturday, Sunday, 80% chance of rain. This is where I really get jammed up. <laughs> You know what really grinds my gears? You know what really grinds my gears? When <laughs> no I, I plan a vacation and then the Brewers schedule, they put them in a place where it always effing rains whenever they're there. <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Not going to take it anymore. I got a lot of problems with you people at baseball parks that don't have roofs. No, you hear about it. Uh, no, but how about the Mets last night? I mean, the weather has been um, every, the past two days out in New York. At I uh, hope you're listening, Big Joe. At City Field, there has been... The inclement weather coming in, but it's been missing every time. It's been missing. Saturday's afternoon storms as well. Well, Sunday's an afternoon game. What time's the game on Saturday? Is it? It's probably. Is it? That's tell him it's like three o'clock or something. <laughs> three o five. God bless America. All right. <laughs> hey, that's four o five there. So that's <laughs> that's towards. Okay, the evening. what's four o'clock? Is that afternoon or is that evening? When when do you guys consider it? To be I evening? would say that's afternoon. I would say evening on, is rowdy. after five. Yeah. Come on, rowdy. Um, yeah, I agree with you though. Twelve thirty five game time Sunday. Sunday and weather. Sunday. Well, what the hell time is that when I'm in Vegas? Then are they variable cloudiness with a thunderstorm? Humid. I forget. Is Vegas west or is that? I believe that's West Coast. Okay. Anyways, a few stadiums without roofs. So you'll be three hours behind. <laughs> <laughs> I do like PNC Park, though. I mean, it's very aesthetically it's, pleasing. It's an awesome. RJ, you've, got, you've been there um, last year. Uh, last was year. there last year. Um, yeah, it's like the accessibility and just the whole experience. It, it's kind of like a Miller Park uh, AmFam Field, in the sense, dude, I kept saying Miller Park last night nonstop. There's, to my there's family. like 
bars set up kind of like that in the concourses. Uh Uh, They have a whole level where kind of like the loge level in Milwaukee Mm -hmm. where, you know, you walk in and you're actually indoors, but you can then walk out to your seat. It's that. It looks, I've never been, I would love to, I've actually never been to Pittsburgh. So it looks. It's a fun town. Yeah, I heard it. Well, it's from Mike McCarthy. It's Steel City. I got to go see where the legendary Big Mike's from. So, you know, got to go out there and check it out. It's very walkable. Awesome. Even better. Well, only thing is like. Get your steps in. Yeah. It's far, it's far away from the airport, but once you get into downtown. Very walkable. Yeah. You don't need a car. How many how many steps is a, a average human being supposed to get in in a day? 10, Eight 000. to ten thousand. Eight to ten thousand. Get your steps in when you're yeah. in Pittsburgh. Oh, cool. As a nutty, they want nutty, they want everyone to sell. Nutting, uh, nutting yeah. to sell. They they boo him every time he's on the yeah. field. That was great Ooh. last year. So speaking of Pittsburgh and of Milwaukee, I just saw this tweet, and this was from last night. Chances of winning the 2023 World Series. No. Who's, Can you name who the team with the best chance of winning the World Series is? The Brewers. <laughs> that would be incorrect. Oh, man. Ow. Oh, um, I don't know. Who's up there, Rowdy? Who's the number one? Number one, my Atlanta no, Braves, Braves at 22.1%. The Brewers, 2%. 2% chance. That sounds right. Now what are the Pirates. Now that's what I was gonna say. The Brewers, it does look like, have the best chance out of anybody in the Central to win the World Series. So you're telling me there's a chance. Brewers are at two percent. The St. Louis Cardinals come in number two in the Central at point seven percent. The Chicago Cubs come in third in the Central at point five percent, and then it's the Cincinnati Reds. 0.2%, and then you have the Pittsburgh Pirates, 0.1%. Ooh. Are the, where are the Rays at? Are they second? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. It would be Atlanta 1, Tampa Bay 2 at just 13.9%, Dodgers 3 at 11.1%, then it drops off a little bit. Texas is fourth at 5.5%. Tejas. Oh, and real quick, where are the Mets at in that? The New York Mets, oh, Mets. are below the Milwaukee Brewers, but ahead <laughs> of but ahead of the St. Louis Cardinals, they come in at 0.9%. 0.9. We got to talk Mets Less coming up here. Less than 1% chance to win the World Series. We got to talk Mets coming up here, but first, so it's not the Line four, I miss him. Wisco, Chad. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey. hey! So you got your pickets to Pittsburgh. I mean, pickets for Pittsburgh. Hell yeah! Hell Who did not love Pittsburgh? Yeah. Let's go. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Pittsburgh. So, how's the how's the air quality going to be out there? Are you going to be able to breathe, or you're going to have to look like Bane? Well, out there, it's yesterday was like 40. So. Um, Chad, it's it's gonna vary. No one cared who I was until I put on the mask. That's Actually, true. in 2020, no one cared who I was until I didn't put on the mask. Actually, ooh, today it go ahead, go. today it hopped up to 190 though. Beautiful. <laughs> so as I say, go, going somewhere with you know, uh, Bane already took out Heinz Field. Oh, Hopefully that's he true. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. Hey, Chad, yesterday, uh, Madison's air quality is 179. That's in the unhealthy range. Uh, they said 
Limit time outside. Wear a KN95 mask. Use an air purif- uh, purifier. And it's the equivalent of smoking three to six cigarettes in a 24-hour period. You know what I abided by for those four bullet points? None of them. I enjoyed my time outside. I went hiking on Governor's Island. I would not wear a dumbass mask. And I enjoyed smoking a cigarette, essentially. <laughs> I smoked about six cigars this weekend. So it's not like <laughs> hey, I used to smoke darts like in my early twenties, late teens. I was prepared. I've been preparing for this moment all my life. <laughs> Some of us are thriving. Yeah, uh, I'm thriving in this. I don't really like the taste of the air though. You can almost chew it. Uh, you can feel <laughs> yeah. like the, you can feel like the back yeah. of your throat. Yeah, that, that's not fun. Where's PETA in all of this? By the way, are they are they handing out little masks to squirrels? Like, where's PETA in all this? <laughs> I, actually, I prefer my my air to smell like menthol, so if we could work on that, uh, Canada. See, I like the choice. Give me a little ball like a camel crush. Uh, if I want a menthol, I just crush the ball. If not, I don't. Yeah, come on, Canada. They're putting some trees in the in the past that are a little bit optional. At least, at least burn some marijuana plants or something. Come on. Oh. Come on, bro. Maybe that's why everybody's so cheerful lately. Woo. Yeah, I don't know. We're like, we're like Cheech and Chong out here. Open yeah. smoke. Just... So, the Brewers. <laughs> yeah, what about them? <laughs> I mean, does anybody have an injury update? When's everybody coming back? If they're coming back? Yeah, I mean, is Garrett Mitchell for sure done for the year? Or if they actually make a run in the playoffs, can he come back? I don't think it's 100% for sure, but... Uh... It sounds like it's a wait and see. Some of the other injuries I know that I've seen updates on is uh, Aaron Ashby was throwing a bullpen the other day, which that's a good sign because they were hoping to get him back by like late August, September. Um, I know some of those guys that are on the shelf have started throwing programs like Brandon Woodruff. He's on his second. Yeah, was session. on his second bullpen session. There were there were guys like that. So at least they're seeing progress. At least we're getting updates yeah. now because it used to Chad. be, well, just wait a couple months. Chad, did you say make a run in the playoffs? You do understand it's not 2018, right? This is 2023. <laughs> hey, but again, <laughs> you need, if you got, if you got two guys that can throw, and you got an Aaron Ashby that can come in and be like middle inning chewer if somebody kind of gets in a little bit of trouble, or you know get your bridge there to. Well, I mean, even with the injuries, have has the, has the pitching been the problem for these losses? Not not entirely, but remember, like that's when pitching becomes essential in the yeah. playoffs because yeah. you're going to have to pitch against the Braves. Okay, well, how about this? Uh, speaking of the Braves, the Brewers pitched against the Braves big time. Uh, what was that, 2021? What happened, Rowdy? There was two swings oh. of the bat for runs. It was Rowdy Telez both Yeah, times. Rowdy yeah. Telez had two swings of the bat. And, and let's the, also not the forget, was lights out. that season, it was a September game. We were actually down at the red zone, and I believe the uh, Brewers were playing the Mets, and Corbin Burns had a no-hitter, got pulled, and then him and Josh Hader combined for the no-hitter. And they were saying, oh, yeah, you know, we're saving them. We're getting them ready for the postseason. You know, we're going to ride these horses all the way through the postseason with Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta. We, we got to save them now, and we, we've had to save them all season for this. And then they pulled, I think it was two out of the three early in those series <laughs> anyways. And then it was only twi- two swings of the bat by Rowdy Telez. And then they were bounced by the Braves. And then the Braves won the whole effing thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, 
Well, okay, what's the smart money then? To bet on the Braves to not win it all? Unless my, they play the Brewers in the playoffs. Yeah, my smart money would say whoever <laughs> matches up with the Brewers first round, instantly take them to win it all. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, 75% hey, of the time you will go to the World Series. The National. Or you win it. Yeah, you win it. Excuse me. Brave. Yeah. yeah, whoever plays against the Brewers, they'll they'll win the World Series, not the Brewers, the opposing oh. team. Tis the nut kick continuum. Yeah. I, mean, I think we need shirts. I think we need shirts. The fan club. <laughs> well, I can. I mean, just just off the top of my head, I know 1982. Obviously, uh, the team that beat the Brewers was the Cardinals. So that team won it all. Clearly, it was in the World Series. The low Dodgers. Uh, 2008. You had the Philadelphia Phillies beat the oh, Milwaukee that. Brewers with CC. Uh, the Phillies won it that year. That was the Roy uh, Holiday, Cliff Lee, like those type of teams. You got a friend named Lee. Uh, 2011, David Fries and the Cardinals. <laughs> uh, we all remember him, unfortunately. Uh, 2018, the Dodgers made the World Series oh, but lost. Yeah. Okay. And then 2019, they lost to the Nats in that one-game playoff, and the Nats went on to win the World Series. That was the year that Scherzer won it. Scherzer. And then in 2020, they lost to the Dodgers. The Dodgers won it in 2020. 2021, they lost to the Braves. The Braves won the whole thing. And then 2022, they didn't make it. Your memory is like an elephant. You don't forget anything. Those memories hurt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's terrible. I hate remembering this stuff. He's like the kid that remembers his own birth. It's traumatizing. They hurt hurt a little, but I've been a Brewer fan all my life. It's nice actually seeing them be truly competitive. You know, it it wasn't that way when I was younger. (laughs) So it's okay. At least they were hovering around 500. Yeah. Hey, back yeah. hey, when you know when I start being a relevant Brewers fan, I don't know, I'll just pinpoint a year, I don't know, 1996. At least they're irrelevant around 500. 95. 95, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, inside joke. <laughs> that the year, was that the year they actually drafted Sheeter, or was it a little bit later? Who? Ben Sheets. Ben oh, Sheets. I thought you said Cheater. <laughs> I yeah. thought you said Jeter. <laughs> no, 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 like, no. Did you say Sheeter? Sheeter. Sheeter. Ben Sheets. Uh, I think they drafted Sheets in 99. Do I hover the dump? Yeah, right before Sheeter. he went to uh, the Olympics. It was, yeah, it was 98 or 99. Okay. Couldn't remember what year. What a curveball. What a curveball. The 12 stick. By oh. the way, if you go back and look at the nasty. Brewers drafting from around 98, 99 till 2005, pretty solid. Pretty solid. Pretty, 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 pretty and then solid. you look at Ryan Braun, and after Ryan Braun, it um, dries up pretty quickly for a long time. <laughs> well, they traded away a lot of that talent. Like it's funny because the CC Sabathia trade, they traded uh, a couple of first rounders that neither of them panned out. Matt Laporta. <laughs> yeah, he was one. the big prospect, and he stunk. Who was the, was it? Was it Milt? Was, who was the one to be named? It was later? one of the Bradley. Uh, yeah, the right? big one was, was no, no, no. The big, the player to be named later in the CC Sabathia deal was Michael Brantley. Michael who ended Brantley. up being a multiple time All Star. There it is. Yeah, yeah, but he's not a Hall of Famer. So no, but he would have been darn good in the outfield. But I would do that. I would do that deal any day, knowing Michael Brantley is what he is. 
blah, blah, because it got you back to the playoffs for the first time in forever. And that CC summer was magical. No, no Brewer fan that watched that CC Sabathia Milwaukee summer would ever regret doing that yeah. trade. It's a crap or get off the sheet. It was one you know? of the best two, three months of pitching <laughs> you've ever seen. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> the, uh, the Granky, that Granky trade sent, um, Lorenzo Cain, Alcides Escobar too. Yeah, yeah, Lorenzo Cain, Alcides Escobar. Yep. Um, I think Jeremy Jeffress. Yep. Who came back like a bad? Who, yeah, who came oh. back later? Sober. And I think Will <laughs> was it Will Smith maybe too. I'd not, have to remember. Not of Jada Pickett Smith. Yeah, I'd have to remember. <laughs> I know for sure it's it's three out of those four. My wife's name out your mouth. <laughs> Jen? All right. I've had too much fun this morning. Well, Chad, well, I'll, I'll bring it down a little bit here. In your medical, humble medical opinion, because you're in the medical field, uh, would you recommend people stay indoors today? Is outside closed? You can do what you want. Data, Everybody baby! What That's what I'm talking about. Freedom! Free will! Freedom! I could die if I want to. That's right, baby. No one can tell me otherwise. Uh, dude, um, I think I'm going to, you know, go get a pack of Marlboros. What do you mean? Just open your window and breathe. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't get that, right, that nice Marlboros flavor. See you, Chad. So take care. See <clears throat> we got uni SD yeah, bed. Here, here's the oh, funny. uni B! Here, here is a bleacher part. <laughs> $2 million. I love the uni B. <laughs> A Bleacher Report article from December 19th, 2010. Zach Grinke trade analyzing the Brewers-Royals deal. So it was not Will Smith. I think that was a later trade. Yeah, because Will Smith went, was that in San Francisco? He went to Philadelphia and then Miami. Uh, It was Jake Odorizzi who has been around for a second. I know he was with the Royals. I think he was with the Twins. He was with the, um, the Rays. But yeah, the deal was... The Brewers got Zach Grinke, and in the deal, the Royals get Alcides Escobar, Lorenzo Cain, Jake Odorizzi, Jeremy Jeffress. Oh, and in return, the Brewers also get Waste of Space shortstop Unieski Betancourt. It says that right in the article. I'm not making this up. In this article... Uh, Bleacher Report, written by Come Adam on, Wells, bro. December 19th, 2010. And also in return, the Brewers get Waste of Space shortstop. Who wrote Bet that? Court. Who wrote that article? Sounds like a Waste of Space journalist. <laughs> yeah. What's Adam that? Wells. Adam Wells? His yeah. Bleacher Report was so good back in the day. Oh my God. Waste of Space shortstop. What? A, oh, wow. Ooh, and then they, and they uh, say journalists don't have... Uh, you know, uh, was that moral for him to say? No, was no. that ethical? That was not needed. Wow, could have just said Zach Grinky and Uni B. Yeah, mm, waste of what did they call him? A waste of space. <laughs> a waste of space shortstop Unieski Betancourt. Wow, he, they when they traded him to the Angels, they got Gene Segura and pitchers Ariel Pena and Johnny Helwig. I choose. Instead of business ethics, <laughs> journalism ethics. And that guy failed Seriously at it. Seriously said, waste of space. What an a-hole. <laughs> How dare you talk about a guy uni be like that? Waste of space. Hey, I'll never forget the one time. It was like years later when I was at Ben Miller Park. I saw a guy wearing a uni B a Betancourt jersey. Now, he might amazing. be about the only guy on planet Earth. It was amazing. I love going to the park and you see someone wearing like a jersey. You're like, I cannot believe A, that exists. 
and that B, someone bought it. <laughs> Uni B, baby. Is this sound weird to you? After, uh, as we're, how many freaking games are we in in the Major League Baseball season now? Are we coming up on halfway? We, we over halfway? So the Milwaukee Brewers have officially played, uh, let's see if this, why, why whenever we like have to like change it's, stuff, it's, the internet never works? It's because everything's so caught up with Dog the Bounty Hunter. Uh, they have currently played, it looks like, 79 games. So two more games away from the midway point. Okay. All right. So Wade Miley's going tonight, right? For the Brewers, I think I read. Uh, Mr. Miley is going to be- announce. They have announced Wade Miley. Yeah, Wade Miley. Wade Miley's 5-2. and two. He's got an ERA of 2.91. Uh, last night was Julio Tehran. He has been great. He had seven starts, six of them amazing. Last one, last night, not, right? And Colin Ray just went before. Uh, he's, been da- he's been pretty damn good for what uh, they've been asking him for. Think of this, Rowdy. Is it weird to say right now the best pitchers on this staff have been Julio Tehran, Colin Ray in recent memory, and now Wade Miley? I think you're getting ahead of yourself Am with I? Colin Ray talk here. I mean, the dude just, he just outdueled Scherzer. Verlander. Or Verlander, excuse me, I'm sorry, Verlander. Verlander hasn't been that great this year. Still did it. Colin Ray has been a pretty 4-8-0 type <laughs> ERA pitcher. Yeah, it's good for Colin Ray, but uh, that. You're biting off a little bit more than you should Am be. Am I getting a little of, too of excited Colin over Ray. Colin Ray? Corbin Burns has been better than Colin Ray. Has Colin Ray been better than Freddie Peralta? Freddie Peralta has been better than Colin Ray. Okay. They, they just have the expectations of being a Cy Young. Okay, how about this? For what Colin Ray we thought he was, he's been... Oh, yeah, he's, he's been pitching above way expectations. A, way ahead of expectations. I'll go with that then. How's so, that so you shouldn't say that he's been a top three pitcher for the Brewers. He has been a top three pitcher in exceeding expectations. Where'd he be like fourth then? Well, I mean, for guys that have thrown the ball this year, it, he's behind Burns. He's behind Peralta. He's behind uh, Tehran. He's behind Miley. Okay, Tehran and Miley and Ray, I'm throwing in the same category though for guys that you, you know, at this point of the season, you wouldn't expect. Uh, Woody, I mean, Woody Woody's was hurt, throwing yeah, really well until he got hurt. He's been out for a while. I would say for a guy that's been around for at a guy that for has what been he healthy is. enough to pitch for at least a month out of the starters, he's probably maybe your fourth. Okay, well, I'll take that. For what he is, he's been great. For what he is. Yes? For who Colin Ray is. Yeah. So, okay, I'll take that. Burns is still pitched better than him this year. We bitch about the Brewers a lot. Can we even say starting pitching has been a problem for the Brewers? I would say overall, when you're talking about, man, beginning of the year, you thought you had about nine starters deep, mm-hmm. you know, in a five-man rotation, and Wade Miley was going to get the fifth spot, and there really only was an audition for that fifth spot. Those top four spots were pretty well sold. Well, Corbin Burns was the top spot, hasn't been a Cy Young caliber pitcher. Brandon Woodruff was the two. Hurt. He's on the IL for most of the season. Freddie Peralta was the three. He's not having his best year. Eric Lauer was the four. He's pitching in triple A. And yeah, it was because he was a little injured, but now it's just because he wasn't pitching well. And uh, your five was Wade Miley, who also has been hurt. And then your six was Adrian Hauser, who started the year hurt. And now hasn't necessarily been pitching the best either. I mean, that was that was just like your top six where you knew those guys would be a part of your team, and it was just kind of 
trying to feel out who would win that fifth spot in the job in yeah. spring it was Wade Miley. Well, some of those guys aren't even really on. The, like, remember they traded for, uh, well, they had Colin Ray, who was in the stable. You already knew that, but he was like a quadruple A pitcher. Uh, remember, they had a bunch of other guys that were potential starters, like Ethan Small, Jansen Junk. Those were guys that were prospects. Uh, top 30 prospects that had Jansen Junk specifically had pitched in the big leagues off and on for a couple of years. We saw one or two starts from him. It wasn't great. Yeah. Ethan Small got in there. We had seen a couple starts from him last year. It wasn't great. But they were at least um, guys that could pitch at the big league level. Or let's not forget, you had Aaron Ashby that all of a sudden, like right before the season, needed shoulder surgery. Like that's another guy to that list. If you had, if you had, uh, Colin Ray as your seventh, and you had Jansen Junk and Ethan Small as eight and nine, and we'll even say Aaron Ashby was ten. I mean, that's ten arms. So with the pitching staff, you would say not much has gone to plan that the Milwaukee Brewers had to start the season. Not even in the bullpen. But when you look at this team, pitching you can't really blame pitching for much. You look at the offense, what has gone to plan for the offense? Even less. <laughs> what? Like, I'm just looking. I'm looking at the bullpen because we talk about. Uh, oh, throw Jason Alexander on there. That's eleven guys that guy George potentially could have been, uh, you know, starters ready to go. Uh, you would think that eleven arms would be good enough, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Or eleven arms that were at least big league level or fringe big league level. But yeah, you look at uh, the bullpen overall. You knew that Justin Wilson wouldn't be ready to go until mid-July. Obviously, he still hasn't pitched. We haven't gotten to mid-July yet. Mm-hmm. But you were hoping for the Matt Bush of the Texas Rangers, not the Max, uh, Matt Bush of the Milwaukee Brewers at the end of the 2022 season. Well, you got neither of that because he's been hurt. Mm-hmm. Like He's hardly pitched this year since April. Uh, you go right down the list. All those fringe, uh, double, you know, triple A fringe major league baseball guys that they'll shuttle back and forth, like the JB Bacascus of the world, or the Jake Cousins of the world, or some of these uh, relief pitchers. They haven't been able to stay healthy. They've been on the shelf. Uh, n- nothing has really gone to plan at all. I would say for the Milwaukee Brewers, but they've been yet fig- here. We are. They've been figuring out with the arms. the The pitching has been good enough, even though there's been a lot of injuries. Yeah. Because probably they had so much depth. Because they had eleven arms that could potentially start in the major leagues for you. Because they probably had about ten to twelve relievers that were legitimate. A fringe to Major League Baseball arms, and they found like a Trevor Megill in season, who who's a big league arm with potential. Like they've done a great job acquiring depth for the the pitching side of things. That's why the pitching side of things overall, on the grand scheme of things, you could say has been at least pretty average. Mm-hmm. Even though they've been pitching with some some guys you never hope you were ever going to see this year. Uh, yeah, Colin Ray, Julio Tehran, and you got Wade Miley. Uh, our it's guy, the hitting, the hitting guy, your bottom five and scoring runs. Our guy J A Krebs just messaged me uh, on Twitter at Ebo says he goes fragile Burns hasn't been much better. I think. That that was in reference to Colin Ray. 
Uh, fragile Burns hasn't been that much better. Yeah, but he has been better. But people will say Corbin Burns has sucked and Colin Ray has been great. It's because it's all because of expectations. There's a Cy Young for one, and there's another guy who hadn't pitched into the seventh yeah, inning since like, 2016. Yeah, stay in the big leagues. That's your goal. Okay, he's actually <laughs> pitched pretty decent. Uh, win a Cy Young. Oh, this guy stinks. Yeah. Um, Corbin cut his hair. Look at like he's destined to be a Yankee. No, I mean, it's all on the offense. The offense is averaging uh, barely over four runs per game. Last season, it was nearly four and a half. That's the difference between being a bottom five offense in baseball or being a middle to top third offense in baseball. Because remember, people complained in 2020, uh, 2021 that this offense wasn't cutting it. This offense wasn't good enough. Yeah. They still averaged like 4.4 runs per game in 2021. Now, granted, it was in bunches, and then they would get really, really hot sometimes. Then we saw the last, what was it, four-ish weeks of the season where they really kind of coasted. Um, but, yeah, they averaged like 4.4-ish runs per game in 2021. Then they actually had a little bit of an uptick and hit more home runs yeah, in 2022. Guess what they're not doing Even this though year. their average went down. And they actually went up to about four and a half runs, so they're up about a tenth of a run a game. They were top five in home runs. Yeah, they went from, I think they were like 14th in Major League Baseball scoring runs in 2021 to 10th in 2022. And they're slapping dingers. They are now bottom five in Major League Baseball scoring runs. They have hit less home runs. Yeah, they're 18th in the league in home runs. They have 86 on the year. Their average has plummeted. One of the few teams in Major League Baseball where the average has actually plummeted, and that was, remember, because they changed some of the rules. It was supposed to be more of a, you know, easier to get base hits without the shift. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you can't do this. You can't do that. The shorter bases because the bases are bigger. Like all these things to help improve offense. And one of the few teams that it isn't helping is the Milwaukee Brewers. They're 18th again in the majors with 86 home runs. Uh, Dude, I mean, we talked about the... The Cubs are 19th, the Blue Jays 17th. I think it was DW at like 6 in the morning. He brought up how Rowdy Telez couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. And Willie Adamas has stunk too. And and you throw Brian Anderson, who was on fire the first three weeks in there. All these guys are batting like 200 or lower in the month of June or May. Let's name them all they, Mendoza. Yeah, they really have not done anything. And when you think about the lineup and you think about, okay, Brian Anderson, you weren't expecting a ton. He was kind of a utility yeah, two guy. Two RBIs we'll last night. Okay, whatever. But Rowdy Telez was supposed to be your first baseman. Yep. Rowdy Telez has been pretty solid since you acquired him. Willie Adamas is supposed to be your solid shortstop. He's been really good since you acquired him, neither of which have done it. Your, your starting catcher that's supposed to be the best hitting catcher has been pretty average in William Contreras. It's like, how much longer can all these guys do this? In theory, you would think, well, they got to turn it around. You would think that they would have to turn it around at some point, but then you also look at it and go, but why... Why would they be able to turn around? And are we just getting so unlucky where all these guys end up having one of their worst years all in the same year, all on the same year where not only are they having their worst years, but, but the team can't stay healthy and everybody's getting hurt. Mm -hmm. Like you've basically exhausted what you can do from a Brewers perspective when looking at the roster offensively, the only two things left that you really have in the back of your pocket is bringing up a Sal Freelich who's been back since uh, 
about the last couple Give weeks. Me, Keston. Because remember, he uh, hurt his his was it his thumb or his hand was out six to eight weeks. You have him, who he is the number two prospect for the Milwaukee Brewers. He's a top one hundred prospect. Killed it in the World Baseball Classic. Killed it in spring training. Killed it in a month and a half of AAA last year. Was killing it until he hurt himself this year. You have that in your back pocket, which my best guess is the Brewers' ultimate plan was kind of for him and Joey Weimer not to be called up until September if needed Mm -hmm. and then try to start in the big leagues next year. I think that's probably their ideal plan for the Sal Freelix of the world, but look at what happened to Weimer. He got pressed into action. Uh, The only other thing you have for offense is actually giving Keston Hira a chance to play Give and get a shot. every single day in the big leagues. And you're seeing that he was balling out. Now, he sprained his knee and was out six to eight weeks, but he's been just tearing the cover off the ball before the injury, after the injury. He's been back now for about a couple weeks, uh, getting back in the swing of things. That's it. You have nothing else that you can do besides go to another scrap heap or actually make a trade for a good bat, which we know that's, that's just not a thing that the Brewers are going to do. You have two more things you can do. Other than that, give us Keston. It's whatever these guys can do. Give us Keston here or give us death. That'd be a little dramatic, but I feel that way. All righty. We'll take a little break here. You just look at the 40 man and you look at the 40 man for um, players that are currently not playing. Do you believe in Tyrone Taylor coming back and, and tearing it up? I no. mean, he had, he had like three good months in 2021. No. He was also a prospect that was almost written off because he was going to go work at UPS or Upstore, wherever the hell it was, FedEx. Um, Hey, good for him. Go make some money, dude. You have Abraham Toro, which we've already seen. Bryce Terang, we've already seen. Uh, There's nothing else. Yeah, I mean, you're out of options there. Garrett Mitchell's hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Rosso, we've seen him. Been there, done that. Just, just, just pray that every pitcher from here on out doesn't throw left-handed. Senga's right-handed tonight, though. So you give Kes, uh, you give Keston here a legitimate chance for full at bats and watch good things happen. And you give Sal Freelick a chance. All right, Rowdy. How about this, David Freeze? Now this story, I just it did, we were talking about David Freeze earlier today. So we were talking about if you beat the Milwaukee Brewers in the playoffs. What happens, Nelly? Once you once you're matched up against the Brewers in the opening round, what happens? Yeah, every single team that has eliminated the Milwaukee Brewers from the playoffs has made the World Series, and seventy five percent of those have won the World Series. So you really want to be playing the Milwaukee Brewers in the playoffs? Yeah. And now, when the Cardinals were doing it, Rowdy, one man in particular, who would you look at and be like, I, "This guy, mm, this guy, I don't care for this guy. He's really good, but I just don't care for this guy." Clearly, it's David Freeze, 2011. That Brewers, that was probably the first Brewers team that I've ever watched growing up. That I thought this team could win a World Series. What do you think of this? Now, this happened uh, last. I know what you're talking about. Well, ten days ago, I think this article came out. David Freeze has declined his election into the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame. Uh, Freese now at 40 years old. He was the top choice in the recent round of fan balloting to determine the next class of Cardinals Hall of Famers. The club granted Freese's request, though, to not join the class and say, no, thank you. He said, this is something that I have given an extreme amount of thought to, humbly, even before the voting process began. So I'm aware of the impact I had helping the team bring great memories to the city I grew up in 
including the 11th championship, but this honor means more to me. He said, look at who I was during my tenure, and that weighs heavily on me. The Cardinals and the entire city have always had my back in every way. I'm forever grateful to be a part of this organization, the fan base, uh, then and now in the future. I'm especially sorry to the fans that took the time to cast their votes. Cardinal Nation is basically the reason why I've unfortunately waited so long for this decision and made it more of a headache for so many people. I feel strongly about my decision and understand how my people feel about this. I get it. I'll wear it. Thank you for always being there for me, except blah, 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 blah. But he, he declined to be put into the Hall of Fame, essentially because saying, like, of how, how and where he was mentally while well, with the Cardinals. What did you, when you saw this, what did you think? Well, first of all, I was like, wow, you declined to be in the Hall of Fame of the city you grew up in? See, I did not read all the backstories. I just know David Freese's backstory in general was in high school, he was a really, really good baseball player, right? Yeah. Wanted to play Division One baseball, uh, did not have any offers to go play Division One baseball. So then he's just kind of like, eh, um, I'm done playing baseball. And he kind of took some time off. And then all of a sudden was like, you know what? I kind of like that sport, baseball. Maybe I should try and play at a junior college. So he actually, after like taking a year off, went and played at a junior college, completely, you know, tore it up, then transferred, I believe it was, to the University of Missouri, and then became like a star at the University of Missouri, gets drafted, and then finally surfaced with the St. Louis Cardinals. I think it was the late. 2000s early 2010s and then really was just a pretty average you know replacement type player and then he had his two big years with the car he had like two three big years with the cardinals and unfortunately one of those seasons was 2011 when he was absolutely red hot and basically David Freese and I believe it was Albert Pujols by themselves beat the Milwaukee Brewers. And then David Freese and Albert Pujols, if I remember correctly, basically beat the Texas Rangers. And that was when the Texas Rangers were loaded. That was when they had like Josh Hamilton, uh, CJ Wilson was the starting pit. One of the starting pitchers Ian Kinsler, like those type of Texas teams that were Ron Washington managed like those teams were really, really good too. And basically David Freese getting hot was the difference between the Cardinals beating the Brewers and the Cardinals winning it all and beating the Texas Rangers. But that's like, he became like a folk hero because David Freese, if you go right through his numbers, there's nothing spectacular about David Freese. That's the thing that probably pisses you off the most. It's like, yeah, he was a big, big league player, had a thousand hits in his career, hit 113 home runs, uh, 277 batting average, solid defender, but nothing special. He's pretty average. He got super hot for like two and a half years, and it just happened to be when the Brewers were also good. I just, I, I almost feel like I don't I, get why you would turn down being into the Hall of Fame of the team. That, I would actually understand him turning down the Cardinals Hall of Fame, saying, "I don't believe that I was of you know as of good of a player as some of these guys in the Cardinals Hall of Fame." I just got hot for like that two and a half year because you look at his. I, I just got his uh, numbers here. Yeah. He. Surfaced in 2009, uh, only had 34 plate appearances. 2010 played about half a season, and then and then he had a pretty good year there. But then 2011, 2012 were like his his prime years. 2013 he was all right, but then at age 30, 
Uh, he leaves St. Louis and he plays two years in LA for the angels, two years, or I guess two and a half years for Pittsburgh and one and a half years for the Dodgers. And he never really ever was that same player that he was in St. Louis for those two ish years. Uh, and reading this, so David Fries now 40 years old, said he didn't like the version of himself when he was 28 years old on top of the baseball world for you know a couple months. He said he gradu- gradually, uh, only to gradually struggle and slip and find himself in a desperate, depressed state, saying that he just wasn't himself. He didn't like baseball at the time. He was super depressed, uh, despite being as good as he was. And at the you know that time frame, he's like, that's part of the reason why he declined. It's so, I don't know. It's I don't. Would you decline? I guess we'd never be in this position. It's so bizarre to me. It'd be pretty it. hard to do so, especially knowing that you would be, you know, immortalized in St. Louis Cardinals history, a team that's already been around for a long time and has a rich history. Yeah, our guy Vegamon Johnny says, guys, it's about his DUIs. He's been beating himself up hard from his off the field stuff over it, saying, you know, in my twenties I was depressed and in a low spot despite playing hella good. I feel like that would be even that that's even more incredible that you could be going through something like that and performing the best you ever did on the field. Yeah. I just saw it. I was like, wow. Because normally when you have a guy that's maybe struggling with uh, depression or substance abuse, the, the play on the field isn't good. Yeah. Clearly that's what's holding them back. I guess he's saying that when he was doing all these things, that was some that was some of his best years, though. All right, let's say, um, was it Josh Hamilton with the Rangers, Rowdy? When did he get sober? Uh, it was right around when he was playing for the Rangers, and he started really just sucking. Well, it depends on describe sober. Okay, well, when he was railing lines of blow, he was dominating. Not true. He was no? terrible. Oh, that's when he gave it up, and then he started chewing. That's when he started dominating. So. He was always big into cocaine. I thought he was big. doing good when he was on blow. No, good. Oh, I got it reversed then. He was always he was he was he was the can't miss prospect. He was supposed yeah. to be like the next Mickey Mantle, and gets he turned dra- into Tony Montana. Yeah, gets drafted, gets into cocaine, gets into alcohol, gets into marijuana, gets into pretty much everything you probably shouldn't be around, and falls off the face of the earth. Finally, gets then got clean, sober quote, outside quote. of. Chewing. Outside of chewing. So chewing. And that's, that's when he started doing when, Well, he was already chewing, but he was already really good. <laughs> Finds it again, becomes the guy he was in Texas, signs a huge deal in L.A. with the Angels. Then he tried to quit chewing and Dang. then fell off a cliff okay, that's and said, I, you know, the withdrawals were awful. He couldn't hit. Started chewing again, then started hitting like 300 again. All right. So I had, I had it flipped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he started doing rails of blow like Tony Montana and drinking. He started uh, dominating. No, that is what almost got him flipped. out of baseball. He started doing big old dippers. That's what got him back to where he was. All right. I'll say that's like, yeah, I was I was partying too hard. I know it was really good then, but I had to decline. Yeah, I was wrong in the story. Wrong in the timeline. 